She went from doing almost 13 million to doing almost 20 million last year. And we brought her on because we wanted to find out why did you kick so much ass? Yeah. Welcome to The Solution, a real estate podcast where we talk about the fact that it's time to put the consumer first in real estate. Jeff Seabock and Phil Sexton run a residential real estate team in Arizona that closed over $230 million in sales in 2018. Join us as they interview top real estate agents from across the country and learn how agents are adjusting to this consumer-centric world. If you like what you hear, please share with your colleagues or give us a like on our rising star series this is actually episode you know what number 101 i believe episode 101 yes that we now have a um wow our rising star today comes i know but it's a special rising star because she does it all by herself no assistance yeah no transaction coordinator which makes her super spectacular i mean straight out of germany right which is a special uh, place in your heart of Mr. course Seabock. of course i mean yeah. we were recruiting over there so in germany yeah 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 and so she comes uh now she works in the southeast valley she's with remax renaissance should we tell them her name darlene gutteridge hello everybody yeah, and so the reason why Darlene's with us now is because she um, went from doing almost 13 million to doing almost 20 million last year, and we brought her on because we wanted to find out why did you kick so much ass? Yeah. <laughs> Good question. So I believe in building relationships. Um, I think so many agents are sell the house, get the deal, move to the next one. But I think when people know that you're sincere, that you care, and you build a relationship, the referrals are gonna come. You're not out there hustling, you're not out there knocking doors, you're not out there phone calling. I don't do any of that. I um, take care of my clients, I, I appreciate them, and I build relationships and friendships with them. I can honestly say that a lot of my clients have turned into some of my really good friends. And they continue to work with me, and it's nice to see People change, and you guys have experienced this. You meet somebody, they're newly married. Now, 15 years down the road, they've got three kids, the dog, you know, they're living the American dream, and you've helped them buy four or five houses. Yes. Yeah. So I love, those seeing, those cha- yeah. I love seeing those changes. Um, I thought you were describing me until you said buy four or five houses. Phil's <laughs> <laughs> got three young kids. Yeah, so. Yeah. But, uh, what I'm saying, so are you maybe like a Buffini graduate, you, only because she said referral. Like, is there any particular model that you follow in in chasing the referrals or in building the referrals? No, not really. A long time ago, I went to a um, seminar by I believe his name was Joe Stump, mm-hmm. and his whole philosophy was by referral only. All I did is go to the two-hour seminar where he tried to sell his program and everything else. But I took some things that I learned from there. And use them in my business. Okay. Um, like I said, I think if people know that you genuinely care. Um, Can you give us an example? Um, I have a client today. I texted her. She posted she had some very big medical issues. Posted on, on Instagram Facebook, or on Facebook. Facebook. Okay. Right. And um, today I reached out to her again and said, um, mm-hmm. "Hey, just want to see how you're doing. Do you want to grab a cup of coffee?" And she said, "Well, I have 
a, a stent that comes out next week and about three weeks I should be ready to meet. But you know, just reaching out to somebody and saying, Hey, I know I care. Everybody looks at their Facebook. Oh, that person's going through that. And they might say, Oh, so sorry. And, and you know, reply, but that doesn't mean you care. That means you just read something on Facebook. It takes a lot when you pick up the phone and ask somebody how they're doing. Wow. Um, <clears throat> Okay, so just curious, just because we like to dive into this particular, so are you, you know, super Facebook where you, like, use the see first category to identify those people, or you're just looking through your feed, or do you have lists? I just look, well, I look you... at my feed, and then um, I try to make a point of, you know, calling people, um, or popping an email, or whatever, just to reach out to them. I had um, appetizers with another client last night, she's a friend, and they're on their, well, I sold, I sold them a home. A year and a half later, they sold that home. We sold that home, and they're building a new house, and that should be done in October. But I've become friends with them. And these are people, when my husband and I went to Spain in March, we were in Spain for 12 days, um, she stopped by my son's work and brought him dinner. Um, yeah, and yeah. Right on. Also, that's awesome. You know, a lot of my clients will stop. My son works at, the, at Fry's Grocery Store. Um, shout out, Ben. What's <laughs> up, Ben? What's up, Ben? Mom says, Mom says, don't stay out late. <laughs> but they'll, they'll see him at the grocery store and say, hey, Ben, I'm so-and-so. And my son will come home and say, Mom, I think one of your clients came by at the grocery, at the at Fry's, and oh, he works at awesome. the produce department. So everybody knows, you know, I'm an open book. They know what's going on with me. But I, I feel like if I can call people and talk to them, like I said, if they know you're genuine, they're going to want to work with you. And they're going to want to refer their friends to you. Yeah. So, so I want to take a little deeper. Yeah. Uh, it's me. All right. So is it because you designate from 9 to 11 each morning? Or is it at nighttime? Like, when are you devoting that time? Because it seems like now twice you were mentioning that you have time to make phone calls. Or is there any kind of – is there a plan there's not, for there's a time? There's not a plan. There's not a plan. I kind of make a note to either send – you know, it's not a specific time. Um, I'll send handwritten notes to people if I saw that they have some accomplishment. I will send a handwritten note. Um, I also do that with um, agents that I work with. Uh, you know, I'll send them a five dollar Starbucks card saying, "Thanks a lot, Tate. It was wonderful working with you on this transaction." <laughs> um, like I said, you do something what like that. What if they like went the mochiato or whatever, just then six dollars or seven dollars? <laughs> 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 they gotta pay the. They, 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 they just had a closing. They can afford that. <laughs> um, but it's that it's that personal touch. I do things um, every year for the past, I think six years. I've done a big client appreciation party where I have raffle prizes and I do all sort. You know, I do it at. The last couple of years it's been at Santan Brewing. It's turned out the best. I, I have the whole back room to myself and my clients. And somewhere between 75 and 80 people usually show up. Awesome. Yeah. And, you know, it's not, it's not my goal from that to get referrals or get leads. Event, I do get happens. them. It happens. Yeah. And that pays for the party. But people have such a good time. And I'll even get people in the middle of the year, hey, you having another party this year? Um, yeah, <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, and it's it's funny what people fight over because when I do the raffle prizes, I have a big table of all the prizes, um, and it's all things that typically I handpick. Um, I typically have like a big thing of vodka, Costco vodka, well that bottle of vodka from Costco, and people will you know just say, I want that, I want that. So now I've gone to I used to just pick it up and pick out a number and say, okay, number five, this is you're the winner. Now I let them go up and choose. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. I'm not sure. I might have to change that. Last year I had. An artsy thing in the vodka, and the husband screamed, 
vodka, vodka. And the wife said, no, I want this. I want this. Pillows. Pillows. We don't need more stuff. <laughs> so you said six years you've been doing the client party? Yeah. Because I also read that you've been number one, the number one agent in your office for five years. Yes. So you. From the, because I've only been with this office for five years. Got it. So um, as long so as you've been there, you've been top of five. Yes. Well, All right. Well so when, when you're doing the marketing for that event, so tell us about like. Is it uh, invitations that you send? Invitation, I do invitations. Do you do a follow-up phone call too? Um, I still follow up email. What do you um, when you say invitations? Are you talking about like like physical mail? Yeah, well, yeah. Like, like, I mail out an invitation. Okay. Um, save the like save the date for a wedding. I mail out a save the date for the party. So how um, long in advance do you send that? Um, usually about six weeks. Um, and then I will get people that call and say they can't make it because you know it's around Christmas time. I do it. I do it in December. Right. And I try to do it. On, um, I try to get a Saturday night, it's but sometimes, to get Saturday but sometimes yeah. I book them. Like, I typically book them a year in advance, so I've already booked this year's. So I think this year I've got a Friday night. Okay, which Friday should we be there? <laughs> <laughs> Start around six. Sorry. You said free beer. Hold on, we're live. Don't tell us what Friday. <laughs> every, I love Friday beer. every Friday in December, <laughs> Santa Brewery. Yeah, me too. Well, the crazy thing is, I normally don't eat or drink. I'll have one drink that I nurse the whole night. I might refresh it. You're working. And, um, because I'm working. And it's it's not talking about, oh, how's your house? It's, hey, what's going on? Remembering they had kids. I'm really So just on. curious, sorry, just as we go, because what we're trying to do is we're trying to help others out there, trying to share. Are you then pulling out your little handy dandy, uh, you know, phone and taking notes? Or are you just trying to remember it all? I remember it all. I also have a photographer that comes and um, takes pictures. And so after the party, if I find a picture of you and your wife, I would send you, hey, this great pic the photographer captured this great picture of you and your wife, thought you might want to use it. I've had people use the pictures from the party on their Christmas cards. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it's, it's that one little thing. And then I post that. And then what I'll do is I will um, put together a card after the party, a couple weeks, with a collage of pictures of the party and say thank you for coming. So even the people that don't come, typically get a postcard. If you didn't make it, hope you can make it next year. Yeah, so now you're what you're describing to me is six weeks before this event, you are beginning to communicate with all of right. your past clients. Right. How do you estimate how many people are gonna show up? Um, so, that's a tough one. I, yeah. I usually get, it's, it's it stays about the same, um, about 70, 80, somewhere right around there. Okay, so, um, and so six weeks, you send that, and then you follow I up. make them, I have an R, you have to RSVP. You have to RSVP. I, I, RSVP. Oh, so you could cut off. Mm -hmm. You could. But well, I could, I've never had to. If anything, yeah. we go overflow. I would rather have more people Absolutely. and everybody have a good mm -hmm. time. Mm -hmm. And if we have to get bigger space, um, Santan's been very accommodating. They have an outside patio that they have heaters on. If we have to do that, then we go into overflow. Yeah. Um, but I'd rather have everybody come, have a good time. Do you um, call all the people before, in that six week window as well? No, I do send them an email, but I can't, I can't possibly, you know, it's, there's too many to call. Honestly, I'm looking at you doing 60 deals last year all by yourself. That's five deals a month that you're working on. You're building the relationships. And I, I would imagine promoting events like this is, there's only so many hours in the day. Right. right. Well, but I think that she's touching, doing a better job than most at touching the people. Like to me, she said, there's not a plan, but it clearly there, there is a plan. Sorry. To yeah. It. It's like, a pattern. There's a it's pattern. pattern. Okay. Yeah. It's not a plan. It's a pattern, yeah. right? That, no, but I mean, that's super important that regular touching 
And that she goes the extra mile in not and just follow up. Well, because it just seems like everybody's looking for in Facebook this auto posting, this anything that, uh, so I don't have to do it. Do it. Can I pay 25 bucks a month and have Isn't some that, machine no, yeah. do so things to make me look like a human? I send out postcards every month um, through a company. Um, I'm going to draw a name on the, I'm going to draw a blank on the name, but. Um, Not send out cards? No. No, no, no. Okay. When you're walking out of the office later. I'll scream in the car. Yeah, yeah. The car. <laughs> but what I do with that is every month they get a postcard and that postcard is an item of value. Like it'll be the sports schedule, the farmer's markets, where fireworks are going to be. It's a, the, the series is called keep them cards. Okay. And um, <clears throat> because you want them to keep them. I have gone to friends and clients' houses and seen the cards on the refrigerator on the bulletin board because, uh, and one of my clients, I just listed his townhouse in Scottsdale, he said, oh my God, I love those cards. I didn't know where all the farmer's markets were and I thought this was cool. You know, it'll have So it's not events. just geographic to the Southeast Valley, it's valley-wide? Yeah, right. You know, it'll, yeah. it tries to say where it's going in the zip code. Well, that's great, only because you do the bulk of your business down in the Southeast Valley. If you have a guy in Scottsdale that's getting the farmer's markets there, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Right? They, they've located by zip code or whatever to the... They, I, I think they do something like that, because I know they do, you know, obviously I'm not the only realtor that uses them. Um, but it, you know, it works great. He had nothing but positive things. Yes, the majority of my business is Southeast Valley, but I mean, I've sold anywhere from, I just closed one in Apache Junction to Levine. You know, I go as far north as Anthem and as far south as Casa Grande. Well, so, I saw when you were when wow. I was stalking you before the show, just checking out your stuff, right? Now, well, <laughs> Flex MLS is a public database. We all get your membership database, whatever. But I saw you had a couple of deals in Desert Ridge. We do a lot yep. of business over yep. there. So you saw you have a little neck there and up in Anthem. I, I noticed that you kind of go anywhere for your clients. That's awesome. Yeah. So what's the database then? Because obviously if you're doing that card. You don't keep every – maybe you do keep everybody in the – uh, would keep them cards. everybody gets everybody so there's hundred I mean I think that over the years kind of you know that that database fluctuates people um, pass away people um, move out of state um, I have a couple people that are out of state that still get the postcard only because I know they work for large companies that have a base in Arizona and they have friends in Arizona of course um, but so that that number fluctuates but I think I send out 270 a month. Mm, so um, you're trying to keep a lean, mean database. I think we're, ours is, uh, we're, we're trying to grow the database as large as possible. It seems that you're just being focused on the, like the power 300, right? Like, right? You're at a different scale. Now, to the party, 300 people don't get an invitation to the party. If it's somebody that I worked with 10 years ago, um, you know, and they're not responding or anything like that, I'll keep them on the postcard. Um, but but the they don't get the invitation. It's, I'd probably say it's the people get the invitation are the ones within the last five years and the people that are like really good referral sources. Mm. So I've got one client, I just had dinner with her last week and a couple other girls, and um, she's referred me like seven people. She comes to every party. She comes to every party. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and, and she, she gets an invite to every party. Of um, course, maybe even a phone call. So, but she also gets, you know, thank you cards. And I think what people lack in general is manners say thank you to people if somebody's going to give your name out and say that jeff is awesome call that person send them a handwritten card and say thank you so how many you said handwritten cards twice now so how many handwritten cards you write on a yearly basis roughly oh god on a yearly 
Is that a Joe Stump thing? Go monthly. Go um, okay, monthly. So probably. So how about the last thirty days? How many do you think you wrote? I, you know, not that. I mean, probably in the last thirty days, maybe like ten to fifteen. Um. That's good. That's but still a lot. You know, That's a lot more than I wrote. You know, it's, <laughs> but it's important. It's important to and the people that do great business or a job for you, that escrow officer, um, say thank you. Because guess what? If she likes you and you said thank you, who's she going to work harder for? She'll work harder for you. Right. I no, we, we, we love our, the escrow officers. We have two or three that we work with, and it's a lot of appreciation because they kick ass. Yeah. Right? But you build relationships. You build relationships with the lenders. With all, because who, who wants to work with somebody they don't like? No, you want to work with somebody you like and that you feel like, you know, like I said, it's genuine. All right, so let's talk about, let's, I want to try and turn the page and talk about a little bit of something else, but unless you've got questions. I do. Well, it's not, it's not just questions. It is uh, hearing you talk about relationships, reading about you, obviously, the bio that we have about you before the show, and then hearing you talk about relationships, they line up. Because one of the things that I see in here is that you give your time. <clears throat> you donate time. You volunteer, whether it's with pet rescues. What? So we don't, we, um, I mostly now at this point in my career, mostly donate money. <laughs> okay. So on every transaction that closes, um, my husband and I donate to a couple pet rescues, Phoenix Children's Hospital, and I'm going to get all emotional. Phoenix Children's Hospital holds a very special place to our heart. Um, in 2000, sorry, I'm going to get all jumping. Yeah, yeah. In, two, <laughs> in 2015, um, before my son started his freshman year of high school, he went into full liver failure oh, wow. and was listed for transplant. Um, when something like that happens to your family, you realize what your priorities are and who your friends are. Very quickly. Um, yes. Very, very quickly. I promise I won't cry. Okay. <laughs> but Just in case. Um, so we, um, he actually went listed for transplant. Um, Phoenix Children's Hospital did a phenomenal job. He did not get a transplant. Um, once he was listed, um, they were able to start um, a regime of medications and, and, uh, and steroids. The liver is the only organ in your body that can heal itself. It allowed his liver to progressively get better. Wow. He's currently on anti-rejection medication still. We, are, we just had an ultrasound of his liver uh, a couple weeks ago. That came back good. Now we're going to do a biopsy. And the goal is that um, if the biopsy comes back good, then we're going to start weaning him off the anti-rejection medication. Holy smokes. So, wow. Um, well, that's going to be a whirlwind of emotion. So, yes. Yeah, so, Phoenix Children's oh. Hospital. Now, Remax does something phenomenal. Our, our office does something phenomenal. Where every year we go in and we decorate a tree. Um, so, we decorate a tree and then we donate to what's called food pantry. So, I'll tell you, as a mom that spent a month at Phoenix Children's Hospital with my child, when you're in the middle of the night and you're hungry and the cafeteria is closed, and I don't know why when you get sick, people bring you lots of candy, and all you've got is M&Ms and stuff in the room, and you're like, I'm starving, but this isn't yeah, going to cut right. it. Right. <laughs> the, yeah. the, the food pantry. So I've actually, I've sent out, um, last year I asked for a donation drive from my clients. Would you please support the food pantry at PCH with me? And people dropped off um, donations to my office. Um, that, so PCH is very important to us. So what um, kind of food can you give? Anything that's individual servings, like um, like little macaroni and cheese cups, granola bars, mm. um, things and like that. Yeah, non-perishable that you can put in the pantry. And then in the middle of the night, if you want, if you need something, top ramen, you know, 
Yeah, something better than M&M's. Yeah, something yes. better than lots of candy. Yeah. Yeah. Some stew. Yeah, so any, stew. anything like that. But we donate to PCH. Um, a friend of mine, Jody Polanski, started um, a pet rescue called Lost Our Home. Um, I'm sure you guys are familiar with it. Everybody in the real estate industry is. Remember when the foreclosure heist, uh, yeah. crisis mm -hmm. hit? Well, people were leaving their animals in, in houses abandoned. Right. So Jody started that organization. And I'm a firm, you know, believer, strong believer in what she does. Um, the I, last we haven't even gotten to AAR. I know, I know. Yeah. So in the last organization we donate, um, you work, is to you work, How many hours a week do you work? Or I guess you don't consider that work. That's just I donation. Don't consider work. Time. Yeah. You know, and it's it's not it's donation of time is minimal now. You know, I donate my time when we decorate the tree at PCH, and then we donate all the items off the tree to PCH for the kids. Um, um, because I just, I, I don't have the time anymore like yeah. I used to, but sure. now it's, 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 mo it's monetary. So our last organization that we, um, again, holds a, you know, soft spot in our heart is a place called Fisher House. And it's an organization for veterans. They right. have, they have a location in, um, Tucson, um, they're throughout the country and they help veterans recover. And it's just, it's a wonderful, wonderful organization. So, um, I think. Over like the well, last year, I think we donated um, all three combined, probably close to thirty thousand dollars. Wow! Um, and yeah. it's, I mean, it's, I believe in them. I can tell. And, yeah, you know, no, I mean, you can feel it oozing out your soul. And so, you know, I tell <laughs> That's my awesome. clients, I tell my clients, every house that is bought or sold through me, um, we, you know, at the end of the year, we write a check to these organizations. My husband and I will sit down and say. Okay, this is what we're doing to this person. This is what we're doing this, and, and we send them off. Awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. Right. I'm gonna get one of those actually. <laughs> and then on, the, on so then the I know you do AAR. You're on. You've been on grievance committee. You're on hearing panels. You're part right. of professional standards. And that that is more time than money, right? That is more. That's time. But you yeah. know what? I believe that we have to have. Um, I think we need to look out for each other, and I think there's got to be consequences. Um, if you're if you're doing something wrong or you go, ooh, we're right. Yeah, no, I'm good. <laughs> um, if um, you know, we've got to be held to a standard, and we've got to be accountable. So um, I started that. Oh gosh, I don't even know how many years ago. One of my mentors, Carol Lewis, um, she's now pretty much retired. She asked if invited, and she said, you know, listen, we need to get some younger blood in here. Um, so we would like to get some younger people in. And I really, really liked it. Um, I liked um, grievance, but then I said, you know, I want to see what happens next. Because when something comes to grievance, you don't find out what the punishment or the outcome was. Right, because it can drive in. Happened, yeah. right? So um, I want to find out what happens. So I asked to be switched to a hearing panel. And I really, I really like it. So yeah. we support our local association. Um, I know I um, am part of the. Uh, Community that brings on the new people and all that stuff. It, but um, I, where you said I is a soft spot in my heart is trying to raise the standards. So, how do you feel? This is a tough question. You can avoid it if you'd like to about the continued mass. Because one of the challenges that we see is the just abundance of realtors being brought into the business as it's kind of challenging the ability for us to then keep up a standard like any thoughts on that just because we're on that now so i think a lot of realtors are not going to like what i have to say 
Yay! Yay! Controversy! Yay!
like it's just like saying the right thing at the right time and then following up like it just seems that like you're committed to the craft i mean when you're closing five deals a month solo right you're always on you're working on deadlines or you're working on showings or you're working on offers it goes you know it goes in cycles like everybody's business i have dived in times i have really busy times and um but i just like i said i just believe in like if people know you're sincere and that you really, really care and that you're not fake, yeah. So it, they'll know it I, and they will be comfortable referring you. And so your number one, your number one lead source then is referrals is what I'm guessing. Well, probably number two, my number one for the last few years I've done, well, yes, it is referrals. So the last few years I've done a ton of corporate relocation, okay. but um, I am not the preferred vendor. Now I'm on, I'm there on their approved list, but I was never the preferred vendor. Um, what I ask is if I do a great job for somebody, I say, Hey, if you know another coworker that's coming out to move, please, you know, pass along my name. And so the past few, well, probably five years, well, four years, a lot of my business has been from people moving here from other States, but then also giving me people that already live here. Um, and saying, hey, you know, we have this great experience with this person. And what's what's so funny is when um, I have my party and all these, you know, a lot of people were like, hey, I know you, you work in whatever department because they were yeah, in the same company. I didn't know you knew it. And yeah, yeah, and it's it's kind of like they say, the what's that saying, seven degrees of Kevin Bacon or whatever? Yes. It's like the six, six degrees, degrees of yeah. Darlene. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so my husband will go to work and he said, um, I hope I can say this. <laughs> My husband was in the elevator and he has this little name badge with, you know, shift a badge in on his belt. And he's like, some lady kept checking me out looking down there. I'm like, dude, really? Why are you thinking she was? Always the dude who thinks that. I seriously think she was like, checking me out. Well, she was trying to read the name on his name badge and then she said, he had his tight pants on. not just with this other with this company but people moving out of Phoenix and um, I help them it's the little things I went to a listing appointment when the relocation if you've ever done court I know you've done corporate relocation when you go on a listing appointment it's a competitive listing you are up against somebody we're seeing I'm seeing more and more people at a listing appointment than I I mean don't get me wrong I still have those yeah. people over your friend's house and you take the listing and all that stuff right yeah I'm just talking about the there's a lot where you go there and it's like, okay, we're interviewing six other people. And we're like, so why? In, in, the, in the corporate relocation, they require two. You have to interview two people. And then you have to do all this paperwork and stuff. But so what I do, if I find out, they, when I make that initial phone call to set up the appointment, I ask, who's in your family? Um, do you have kids? Yes. So I have a book that I bring with me. Um, it's the... The Baron, I have two worlds, Berenstein Bears and then the Little Critters. And it's a book about moving. And so I will bring, and prior to the listing, prior to the listing mm -hmm. agreement, I've already done a thank you card and put it in the mail. So um, the next day they get my thank you card. Thank you for taking the time to interview me. It was a pleasure to meet mm -hmm. with you, blah, blah, blah. Um, but 
If I don't have the book with me, I drop it off later that day. Hey, I wanted you to give this to little Susie. Um, Follow-up touch piece. I'm going to have to go with that's the oh. first time. Oh. Where did you get that at? That's a good one. Did you come with that on your own? Oh, God, no. You know, when you pick up... <laughs> By referrals only. Yes. Yeah. No, no. You know, you pick Agentruth.com? Is that oh, yeah. You pick up pieces from... And you go, you have that aha moment. Aha. So I went on to Amazon and bought, like, five of these books. Right. The first book I actually bought, I ran to Barnes & Noble that afternoon, bought the book, and, and then delivered open? it. Oh. <laughs> and delivered it and, and you know i'm like no, you I got the list and i got the listing mm. and you know what he said the other agent was actually referred to him by somebody else and he was really thinking of going to her going with her but he liked my presentation but the book put it over the edge right because i do care Stre moving is stressful for kids yeah yeah everybody um, and it's well it's way stressful for kids actually i think that we forget as professionals how stressful it is I think because we can sometimes hide behind the, the moniker and, you know, but you're in it and you see, obviously, if you're doing most of the or almost all the work yourself, um, meaning that you're not doing the title, you're not doing the lending, but you're doing all the real estate, you're closer to it. So you can, you get to, I think it's good to see it, you mm -hmm. know what I mean? And to feel it because then you, you understand what they're going through because it's really hard. Moving is difficult. It is, and okay, so... But you had a totally stress-free experience moving last time. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we won't even mention that just in case my Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, but, you know, things like I help when my clients have teenagers. Um, so I'll say to the wife, so has your daughter told you she hates you yet? They're like, oh, my God, how did you know? Because I'm a girl, when I was younger, my parents moved. When you're in that certain age... You know, 13, 15, and you, and you know, 15, 16, you've got your driver's license, you've got your friends, you maybe have your first boyfriend, and now your parents are saying, We're moving from Iowa to Arizona. Of course, you hate it's, you. It's yeah. devastating. Yeah. Like, you know, remember how tragic anything was when you were a teenager? Yes. So I'll say that to the parents. I'm like, Your daughter said she hates you, right? And she can't. I'm like, oh my God, how did you know she said that? Because I'm a girl. I was a girl that did that. And I told my parents, We moved from California to Arizona. How could you do that to us? I'm never going to have friends again. I got to get a little systems a I mean, we, I can feel the love over here. But I want to get into a little bit of just to make sure we cover everything here. Because um, only, I think, made a strong point of how making, I mean, she's definitely deeper in the relationships than most, for sure. But is there anything you're doing beyond that? Like, is there any marketing? Is there any... Uh, what kind of database do you use? I, I, I'm into that I stuff, don't, you know what, it's not like, it's nothing business, like that. my business is so different than other people's. Um, I think most people are just struggling to get that next deal or trying to chase a way to get that next deal. Yeah, but this, deal, uh, this podcast is focused, the people that we know that are listening audience is the people that are already doing 3 million to 10 yeah. million and they're trying to get to the next level. Just so nurture, that's what I'm nurture those people they've already worked with. The people that already, that already know you are your best advocates. Um, you know, don't worry about paying for. But you um, nurture by chance. You don't nurture by system. Um, well, I do. I mean, I have a system, but it's not. You know, it's more. My system is all the people that are already sold, and reaching out to them, whether it's by. Yeah, mailer, she's the second call, second coming of Dwayne you know, Calloway. So you know, it's 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 those people. Yeah. And you know, now I'm working with. I'm helping people's kids. And, you know, it's like I help them. Now I'm helping their kids. Or I'm helping parents move from California to here to be closer to their families. So it's it's those people that I go after. 
Right. Um, not knocking on doors or anything like that. They don't know me. I'm going to knock on somebody's door and they're like, why should I hire you? I can tell you how great I am, but to a stranger, they don't care because five other realtors are going to walk up to the door and say that they're great. But the people that already know you're great, they're your biggest advocates. So take care of those people. Yeah, so what Amen. other programs do you do then? Because we love it because we speak um, for our title company. Mm -hmm. We speak around the valley, and everybody always wants to know about what we call stranger marketing. And she is one hundred percent not that person, and I love it because we can't get them to, to ask questions about what should I do. So other than the party uh, and the handwritten notes, is there anything else that you do so in I marketing? Do, uh, I do pie giveaways. Um, I started pie giveaways a couple years ago in November. Hand. Um, Oh yeah, handbag. All, all. Oh wait a minute, not by Darlene though. Handbag personally at Costco. <laughs> <laughs> that was my sister. Somebody's hands. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> They're handwritten. They didn't say mine. Okay. But, you know, what about the other half of the year though? Because we're going oh, she, she, she said November. So I do the postcards monthly. Um, I've got. We're doing a movie event. Um, just again, more things to say thank you. We're doing a movie event too. We're doing the same movie. Adam's, Adam's family. family. Mm -hmm. yeah. I'm going to do, um, I'm going to say it wrong. I keep wanting to say abdominal, abominable, <laughs> like abominable, abominable snowman. Yeah. It's, a, it's a new, it's a new one coming out. Disney? Um, I think it's Disney. Okay. But you know, so if you do, doing stuff like that, yes, most of my stuff is focused on that last half of the year. Um, because the beginning of the year I'm recovering. But the, the stuff from the last half of the year, you know, the last half of the year, What's also I'm, busy getting, season, refer yeah, I'm getting yeah. referrals that'll take me through right. the first half of the year. Because well, it sounds like you do a lot of family-oriented business, and therefore you're much busier in the spring and the summer months than you would be in the in the fall months, right? Because family business for us slows down. I mean, we, we do a lot of empty nester business, mm -hmm. the people moving in. It's, it's a cycle, you know, yeah. different, different times of the year, different people are, are out there, so. Yeah, I mean, when statistically, we sell a third less homes in, in, in November, December, and January, so it's proven that, mm -hmm. that, but, and most of those people are the empty nesters that are moving in, but you're saying that's when you do most of your marketing. Right, because when you have, you know, when I have more time in December or November, that's when I do some of that stuff. Yeah, right. um, makes sense. So very good. You know, that that's but like I said, if the, the people that already know you and love you, they need to be the ones on the rooftop shouting out, "Just my hire!" Yeah, you know, no, that's, I, that's that's who that's who you get to talk about you. It's funny because I think that she's probably really profitable, right? I mean, she, you feel is there any other marketing expense that we didn't hear about? Because only because I think the industry gets too caught up, and you're the opposite, and congratulations for it, in the number, right? Like, always about my number, and then they, they end up making less money because they're chasing and spending a lot of money trying, you know, trying it's to... It's expensive to meet a stranger and then convince them that you're the person that they should trust to do the transaction with. That's just a little bit more expensive. Right, so I think that that's going to be our lead, is it's going to be one of the most profitable ways to kick ass in real estate is going to be our lead. Is that okay? We call you that? Yeah. Okay. All so, right. It's going to be for all these people that are paying for third party services um, to generate leads for them and, you know, ads that they're putting on. The be internet. careful because you're talking uh, about me. No, that's, that's okay. But so if you get 10 leads, 
you're hoping that I don't know what the conversion is, but maybe you're hoping that one or two is good. You know, the that one or two, will, you know, exactly. So, but I'll tell you, if I get one lead. No, no, no. there's plenty of good, just whether we can close them or not. Exactly. So, right. So, but if I get one lead, I'm closing that one lead. So yeah. you're, you're trying to cultivate and massage 10 people. Yeah. I get that one, I'm closing the one. Do you right. see what I'm saying? I, I, see I think we're so, gonna. I think we might be talking about that in coffee for closers because we have this program where we're bringing uh, newer agents or struggling agents over to our team that we go through trying to get them to do what you're doing, and that's to constantly reach out to their database and do things nurture. And, and nurture, and they don't do it, and that's why they're not succeeding. Like so you, let me tell because you, you succeed. Yeah. So I tell people if there's a problem, I know you know when our when we close a house, the agent's relationship is over. It doesn't have to be. That doesn't mean the personal relationship's over. So I had a client um, send me a text, and I consider her a friend, and she sent me a text, oh, my gosh, I'm so upset at the um, home warranty company, um, blah, 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 blah. And she's like, I'm just rant venting, and I've done social things with her. So she's like, I'm just venting. I'm not mad at you. And I said, well, tell me what happened. So I called her up. I picked her up, and I said, tell me what happened. So she told me what happened. She lives out in Santan Valley. And the service provider for to fix the dishwasher said that was too far, and then they missed two appointments. And there was all sorts of and and so she's mad because she took off work twice early to go home because we all would be right. Yeah. Um. Because who wants to stay there between twelve and five when the dishwasher guy's going to show up? Yeah. And um, that doesn't show up. Yeah. No. So so Not she's you know, she's really upset. I said okay. Within fifteen minutes, I reached out to my contact that I have at the warranty company. I reached out to her and her assistant. Um, Swinging your big numbers, I get you. The assistant called me back um, and said, "You know what? We will take care of it, and we're going to waive her seventy-five dollar um, fee, the trade fee or whatever they call it." Um, my client called me back, and she's like, "Oh my gosh, they're sending somebody else out. He's coming tomorrow. They're waving it." But you do stuff like that. That's the whole building relationships thing. Yeah, so yeah. you don't think when something comes up at work and somebody says, "I can't believe my warranty company." Well, you know, if you'd had her link, she would have called for you. Yeah, uh -huh. no, but, 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 but she chases it though. Like Obviously. you, you chase the opportunity. You, like to me, you're almost looking for problems to solve. Uh, hold on, you need a cape. Hold on, you said she chases it. The way that I've heard her put it is, I hate when people say I'm lucky. I work hard. I do. You know what? I remember. I will not forget. A couple years ago, our whole office was um, at PCH decorating a tree. And um, so some of the people from a different branch of our office came over and they're like, you're Darlene? I said, yeah. Wow, you're so lucky. You sold so many houses. And I looked at them. I am not lucky. Yeah. You know, d sometimes a deal falls in all of our lap and you're like, wow, that was easy and quick. And wow, that was, you know, that was great. I said, I worked my ass off. Yeah, right. And I'll give you, I'll, I'll give you this. Oh, this no, is the way I, no, no. I'm, <laughs> I'm, usually worse. I, I'm way worse usually. So what I say is, is the harder I work, the luckier I get. You make your own luck. Yes. Right. You yes. know, and that's the same with when people say, if things were meant to be, they'll happen. No, you get off your ass and you make them happen. If, yeah. you, sit, if you sit in a corner, you, if you sit in a corner, and I, I equate that to like somebody, Oh, I wanted that house, but I didn't get it. Well, you didn't write an offer on it. How can you say if it was meant to be, it would happen <laughs> right. if you didn't write an offer on it? Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah. like, we've all had that conversation with the buyer. Yes. And you're like, oh. but you never even looked at it. So, you know what? what it's you they love the one they miss, right? Like, I mean, because I made my hay mostly as a buyer's agent. And just the amount of times where people, 
you know, we're, we're even or if you're out with them and you're like, this is the one, like you get all excited, you go out there and then they're like, no, and then like as soon as they miss it, they're like, oh, I wanted to have to. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't do anything to make it happen. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But you didn't. It could have been. Anything. No, no. <laughs> I like that. Jeff's got the story that he tells of the of the um, the client that said, "Why didn't you tell me whatever it was?" Oh. And you said, "I did tell you that." And he goes, "Why didn't you tell me louder?" That <laughs> <laughs> no, was a woman that the house was uh, the house was listed like six thirty five, and she wouldn't lower her price, even though we we talked about listing lower, and she gets an offer for for six fifteen, and she was demanding six twenty. For you know that number out there that they have to have based on nothing other than their opinion that it was, and honestly, I thought the house was more like more like six oh five, right? So I was excited that we had six fifteen, and afterwards she's like, "You were supposed to convince me, like, because I said you you should take it. I said I think you should take the offer. I think it's the best we're going to see." And she's like, "Nope, you need to give me six twenty. Yeah, she fired me because she said. You were supposed to convince me to take. And then, what did she end up selling for somebody else? Um, for a lower number, but it, that, that's not what matters. Actually, though, I was excited because I learned that in the face of that, because actually it was a great lesson for me. Because never again, when someone, when I was like, I knew in my gut that that was a really good number. I mean, we had been on the market for like 75 days, right? Like that house that only gets an offer, I think because it was like 3,200 square feet and had two and a half baths. Mm. You know, lots of people that love those big houses with no bathrooms. But, you know, and ever since then, I tell that story of her being regretful after not taking it, and they take it now every time. So, I'll just take it as a lesson learned, right? Yeah. So, fortunately, I, I lost that one. Yeah, I got myself canned over that one. Yeah, but you can't convince, you know, you can just... Oh, no, I can now. Well, you can convince <laughs> your best to tell, but ultimately, it's their decision. You know, you right. can give them all the facts, and you can say, you can tell your story, but you can't change somebody's mind. If they have, you know, people have, like, my mindset's on this, and sometimes it's because it's the principle. And you're like, dude, seriously, we're talking about two grand, you know. And but if people well, if people have their mindset on something, you can do your best, and sometimes it just doesn't work. It's something that we have to remind our agents all the time, and that's, um, you know, it's personal. Selling houses is personal, it's and 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 they get caught on the weirdest shit, right? And sometimes they're not right, but it's personal and. It, it's challenging. So. so we sold our house last year, and we've been in that house 15 years. Our son was three years when we moved in. Um, 15 years. What year did you buy it? I mean, oh, 04. Huh? Um, and that's the you know that's the house where he was sick and everything else. Um, when the buyer did their walkthrough, we were in the process of moving and doing some things. Um, and the wife asked me some questions. I started crying. And I like literally stopped. I'm a realtor. I'm a realtor. You know, professional. I'm professional. Because I wasn't a realtor. I was a seller. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and yeah. our clients go through the same thing. And I think if you understand, like sometimes when they lash out at us about something, it's nothing to do with us. Nothing. It has to do with a life event. A person selling their house after 15 years where, you know, they liked that house, but it was time to move. And um, I'm like in the kitchen, I'm like, 
oh my god i like literally i started telling her something and then i went <laughs> and like i could feel my my the tears coming mm -hmm. up and they're cutting the well i'm like i i need a time out <laughs> the real truth was darlene the seller that had uh love and emotion and memories mm -hmm. of this house did darlene the realtor list her own house yes yes and darlene, oh, yes. darlene the realtor had 11 showings in one day and sold it for um close to full price waiting the appraisal Darling, the realtor. <laughs> yeah. How many times a day do you get called Darling? All the time. All the time. Yeah. So uh, originally I'm from Germany, um, and back then, well, I think still now, names have to be government approved or on the approved list for the government. So my mom picked Darlene. And the funny thing is, when we were coming home from Spain, uh, we went to Spain. I think it was in March, March or April, and uh, we were on Lufthansa. And a young lady came up to me and she she was German and she said, is that your given name? And I was like, yes, because um, they have a, she was yeah. a stewardess and she showed me her ID. She was Darlene spelled like that too. Turns out her mom and my mom are from the same small town. Oh. And so it was, it was pretty, it was pretty funny because I'm, but she's quite a, she's about 20 something where I'm, not it was it was interesting so she's like my mom and dad said it was you know my mom found it in a book or saw it somewhere and then they had to make sure it was approved with the government so originally and in german eyes are pronounced like these. oh well i have to ask a question and how is it berlin oh come on wrong question, <laughs> okay. wrong question. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. yeah yeah right like any last or, words, and vo uh, yes, words please, of wisdom for closing, people? Please in closing, you are. Shed us some positive light. Um, you know what? Love what you do. And like I said, if, if and, you love what you do and you are truthful and sincere and run your business with honesty and integrity, it will all happen for you. Um, people will feel that. If you run your business out of desperation and every deal out of desperation, people will feel that and know that. So. That, that's about it. I mean, I awesome. I, I think don't that have sums up really, this interview you know, really well. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm running though because we need a good we need a good headline. Is the the most profitable way you to know, run your real estate to business. run your real estate business? What he's yeah. telling you is he's jealous of your profit margin. Yes. <laughs> yes. So, you know, well, she me. said one lead, one deal, right? Like, yeah, we would be that. wealthy. We would yeah. be wealthy. But it's different. You have a lot of other people too, so you know you've got people that can then work your work your programs and do do that. I'm one person. I can't follow up on that much. So you've got to you've got to do what works for you. Nice. And everybody, nice. But my son used to have a saying in his room, is by Babe Ruth, and it says, "Don't let the fear of the game don't worry, Nancy. Don't let the fear of striking out keep you from playing the game. Something something and and baseball all, people are good with it because they can yeah. they can make out seven times and still make the whole thing. <laughs> but you you know <laughs> this business is scary. But don't let your fear overtake you and not be successful. You can. You just have to believe it or not. I'm shy. I go ser seriously. You, I go into a room of strangers, and I come off as like aloof and maybe bitchy because I stand in the corner. I'm shy. I'm shy talking to new people. Um, when you when walked I, in here, you said I'm nervous. I am. I get extremely nervous. But when I talk about something I love, you talk about yeah. real estate. It's easy. Yeah. I yeah. can say, hey, you know, yeah. And then it, other other subjects open, but if you put me in a room with new people, I get very nervous and shy. Yeah. So awesome. Well, thank you for joining yes, on our podcast under the solution brought to you by AgentTruth.com. Did you know that, Mauricio? I AgentTruth.com. Yeah.
Awesome. So we appreciate you coming in and opening thank up for, thank you for to us me. and to oh, our audience. Wonderful. You're a great guest. I, I love how different they are, right? Yes. Like it's always something um, I didn't see it going the, the profitability way. We'll see you guys next time. Thank you. Bye. <laughs>